You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Happy Friday Eve to you. Welcome to Rager. Welcome to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. Matt Miguez here, producer extraordinaire slash co-host with the most. James Mesh, and he is locked inside his his box of box of wonders. That's what I'm going to call it, the box of wonders. I'm going to call it a hot box. The hot box. Hey, man, whatever. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. Six computers, three TVs, and extra electrical equipment. Getting getting a little spicy up in there. It's three TVs. It's, uh well this one one two, two well two TVs it depends on how you count the, the oh okay the yeah. board do you want right. to count that as a TV right. or do you want to count that as a computer no, that's a TV yeah so that's five it's a computer TV hybrid yeah it's cool though I like it um we got an awesome show for you today the legendary voice of the cages Jay Walker is going to join us at four thirty and then. And, and this is probably a first on Crunch Time with me, guys, in Mesh. That's the only guest we have. So the hotline is open for the rest of the show. Out of the entire two-hour show, only 15 minutes of it will the hotline not be available for you. So today is the listener's show. Whatever you want to talk about, 706-0111, you can hit us up and we'll discuss it. Whether it's the Astros whether it's the Cajuns, Tigers, the Pelicans, the Saints, McNeese, whatever whatever you want. The NBA, uh, James is thrilled. I mean, I'm not. How could I how could I not be? God. And then, look at it. Oh look at God. it. Look at it. Did you at least wash it? No, you don't wash it when uh, you win. God, that's what that's what smells in here. Oh, don't even. <laughs> I thought something smelled funny. So, how are y'all doing this? 2-0, how are y'all doing this? You got to find ways to win. Marcus Smart just off the... <laughs> pretty much in the hook shot with the left hand, off the glass, running, with three people on him. Nice. ESPN ads, sorry. <laughs> Turn down your volume. I did, I just needed it. <laughs> I thought I had done that already, but apparently not. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the stat line. It wasn't, and and I'll tell you, I I I don't watch many NBA games. I actually watched this one. That was hard to watch. Your you, you boy Jay Tatum did not shoot the ball well. <laughs> oh, no, his first uh, first six shot attempts he missed. I mean, and his was, first was, made shot was a was a fast break dunk. He was five of sixteen. Yeah, had ten assists. Yeah, he, he definitely had to dish the ball. They both teams were really pressuring each other, and it was fine the first half. But then out of nowhere, as soon as the second half, I don't know what the refs were thinking. Like, hey, anytime you touch another player, it's a foul. Right. You. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you tweet something about that. I was like, dude, because it, it was a lot of off ball calls. I didn't. I didn't watch it. There were so many off ball calls. Like Claxton would touch Jason Tatum, and they call a foul on Claxton. Grant Williams would touch KD, foul on Grant Williams, shoot two free throws. Like look at look at KD's free throws. He shot 18 of 20. 
Yeah, that's a lot. He took 20 free throws. That's a lot. 18 of his 27 points came from the free throw. Line. Yeah. That's because he shot the he shot four of seventeen. That's horrible. He shot four of seven in the first half. He missed his final ten shots in That's the second half. Horrible. Uh but eighteen for twenty from the free throw line. Good God almighty. And they it, it was and it was only him touching the ball, it felt like. What's that what's is, up with Bruce Brown? I don't know what made him be automatic. It felt like he was twenty for twenty. What about Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown really stepped up that game. Cause it cause it definitely wasn't Jason's day shooting until it got to the fourth. But Jalen really took over the fourth quarter, and Marcus Smart stepped up when he needed to defensively and made plays. I got Shout a, out to Grant Williams, though. He made the first three threes. He, he contributed well, man. He did. I love Grant Williams. What was it, and I don't understand points off the bench? And, I don't, and he, he made the first three threes. Like, the Celtics were three for seven, I think. Yeah, that's big. To, to start off, and he was the only one that made them. He made two right before the end of the first quarter, and then I think he was the first basket for Boston to start the second quarter. I was like, oh, he's oh he's the only one hitting. Yeah, he, he definitely was. I mean, like you said, the first three threes for that team. What I want to ask you is how far do you think the Celtics can go? Realistically? Right. I actually think they can make it to the finals. I don't think – I don't know if they'll be able to win it this year. But I think they have the potential to take that next step and actually get there. You think they're going to the finals? I think they can. Interesting. If not, I think they would have I think they play I think they play Philly next if if they make it. I'll pull up the bracket. Let's see who they would play. Cuz I don't know the I don't know the bracket off top. Yeah, let's see. Who would they play? They would play the winner of Milwaukee Chicago. Okay, so, and the the thing is with that is, Milwaukee. I'm not. I would love to have to play Chicago, obviously, but Milwaukee. Obviously, Giannis, Giannis, and Giannis gives you fits. But Chris Milton is out for a little while, so that could change some things. The fact that the series is tied one one, and now the Bulls have a chance with Middleton being out, so it's it's going to be Giannis and Drew Holiday. Right. Drew Holiday's better as a third or fourth option, so. Uh, obviously Giannis can step up and score forty if he needs to, but seeing that consistently, I don't know. I don't know. Now you see, I might be getting ahead of myself here. Okay, but I'm looking at the other side of the bracket, the Western Conference. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at that one too. If the Pels win the series, uh-huh. they have. which Adrian Wojnarowski said today, the next Booker, two to three weeks. Two to three weeks. That's the rest of the series. Yeah. Pretty much. Regardless of what happens, they can go seven games. That's the rest of the series. So if the Pels find a way to to shut down everybody else on the Suns and win this series. Now he I think he could if they really need him to if they get to a game seven. I think it'll be around that two week mark. So it's like, hey, we like it's do or die. Yeah. Need you to but, play Devin. Yeah, but then if you win and he hurts himself even more, then what? Well then you move on. You move, you move on to the next round. You see what you can do then, because then you would play Dallas or Utah. Which I don't know. I don't know if one year's playoff series is, is worth hurting your superstar. I don't know if that's worth it. It's the playoffs. You got to risk it all. You got to put your body on the line. If it means you potentially winning a championship and being immortalized, you got to go for it. 
Maybe. That's why you, that's that's why you see people like T.O. That's why you see players like T.O. playing with a broken leg in the Super Bowl. Still putting up numbers. You, so you got to risk it for the biscuit. Oh, my God. Okay. So let's get to my point. Pelicans win the series. Mm-hmm. They're going to play the winner of Dallas and Utah. Yes. I think either way, that's a very winnable series for the Pelicans. I think so, too, because you look at Dallas, they've never won a – Luka's never won a playoff series. He's 0-2 so far. And they he, won. They won last. Has season. has he played yet? No, he has not. He hasn't played yet. And and I read I read this morning that he's uncertain for game three. And the fact so, it wouldn't be the worst. But the thing is, Luca is a Pelicans killer. Yes, he, he always does it. Yes, I don't know what I don't know what it is about him playing the Pelicans and him just turning up every time. But he he does it. So that would worry me if he does actually start to get healthy. And then if it happens to where the Pelicans make the conference finals, I don't give a damn who you play, whether it's Golden State, Memphis, any of them. I don't care. You could get swept 4-0. The Pelicans as an 8 seed made it to the conference finals. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I am I am done. At that point. Hell, I'm happy now. At that point, I would then say the season was a success. Everything else is just line up at this point. If you can make it past this first round, if you if you just get to the conference semis, that's that's where I say it's a success. Mm-hmm. The fact that you were able to beat the one seed. Yeah, it's never, I don't think it's ever been done before. Well, no, it's 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 happened before, but it's just very rare. I think it's only happened a handful of times. That's that's absolutely crazy. Poll question of the day: It's a food one. You're welcome. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? I knew I knew you'd say that. Is it chocolate? Is it vanilla? Is it cookie dough? Is it other? I like how you didn't put strawberry, which, I'm, which I'm, is good because I don't know how many people are are like, yeah, strawberry. And my I'm just I'm just in an ice cream mood. Like like if somebody handed me a, a big bowl of ice cream right now, I'd be a happy guy. <laughs> really would. I'd be a happy guy. So that was that was the poll question I was feeling. So that's what we went with. I'm glad that you put cookie dough. Cookie dough is pretty good. Ooh, but, cookie dough got a vote. But I'm. I'm Uh-oh. gonna vo- I'm gonna vote other, and I'm not gonna tweet it, but I'm gonna say it: cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Yeah, yeah. So close you second see, for me is mint chocolate chip. You see, I can't do mint and chocolate together. I can't. Can't do it. See, but it's weird because I can't. I I actually did try a peanut butter chocolate combo. It wasn't a Reese's cup, but it was one of those Easter eggs with chocolate on top, and then they put peanut peanut butter in the middle, and it, it just didn't really hit for me. You see, that's where you're crazy. Chocolate and peanut butter together is a glorious combo. It wasn't terrible, but it's not some like, I'm like, yeah. There's uh, a, I definitely got to invest in some Reese's Cups now. There is a reason I'm nearly three bills, my guy. And it is because of chocolate and peanut butter. I remember you offered me <laughs> a Reese's Cup God, after shamed, a show, and I was like. I shamed you. I was like, I don't eat those. You're like, what? I shamed you. How dare you? I try to be a nice person. Like today, I go to the gas station to get myself a drink, and I'm and I'm the nice person. <laughs> and I said, James, what do you want? What do you want to drink? You know, you want a soda? You want an energy drink? What do you want? I'll take a water. Shame on me for wanting to be healthy. Damn, James. You can get water for free. There's a sink right there in the kitchen. 
That's when that's when you take me up on like a three dollar soda or something. I told you give me an icy, but the icy machine, the icy was, machine broke. was broken. Okay, so what do you want me to do? I gave you another option other than water. Water. I like water. Can I water. I wish I liked water. I really do. Like, is it nice whenever I put like Mio in it? Yeah, but I I can I can easily like cold cold glass water. With with a bunch of ice, I yeah. can I can drink an ice cold glass of water if I'm really thirsty. I uh, I leave I leave water right next to my bed, but just like for when I go to sleep and when I wake up because I get cod mouth when I wake up. Like there are some people that can just walk around drinking water throughout the day. Like I I can't do it. I can't do it. Manifest it. Wish I could. Manifest Wish I could. It. Did you see what happened in the Yankees Tigers game today? I did not see it. So Miguel Cabrera. Uh huh. Is one hit away from 3,000. 3,000 hits in, in his, his career. career. Right. Okay. Steps up to the plate in the bottom of the eighth. Probably his last at bat of the game, right? The Yankees intentionally walk him. <laughs> How messed up. So this is why people hate the Yankees. How, yeah, stuff this like adds, that this is adds, why this people. Fuel to the fire. That's why people hate the Yankees. Stuff like that. How. How do you do that? I mean, let's be honest. Would you want Cabrera to be hitting his 3,000th hit on the Astros? I mean, no. What's it really matter in the long run? Still the fact that it was like, he hit a milestone on you. He's, I don't want a milestone on me. God. I mean, it's not like the Yankees were going to win anyway. I, re I respect the grind. They lost 3 nothing. They couldn't even score a run. And they're going to walk the guy? Hey, little victories. We didn't have that land. We didn't Man. have that milestone on us. Yeah, that sounds like a participation trophy. Hey, James, I got a question for you. Did the Celtics lose like I wanted them to last night? Oh wait, hold on. Nope. Did the Astros win last night like I wanted them to? Nope. Did you show up to work this morning at the time that you were supposed to? I don't have a yep for that one. <laughs> I don't I don't have the Draymond Green yep. You right. I actually need to get that. You right. Nope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously. Um what else was I wrong about? I think you were you did say something else, but I think that was more for the weekend. I think you said the Pelicans would win. Oh, I did say the Pelicans would but win. But we haven't gotten to that point yet. Right. I so, also said the Pelicans would win the series. Um, so Ton, if you're listening, I, I, I'm awaiting your punishment. You might as well just send it now. Right. right. <laughs> just let me get prepared. Just, uh, uh, yeah, just tweet it. Because if, if Devin Booker's not playing, chances are the Pelicans are going to win this, these at least two games one, at home. At least one of them. At least one. Yeah. If not both. But, all right, let's take a timeout. And when we return, we'll talk Cajun's softball who had a massive week on the road. Wins over St. Louis, Indiana, and Illinois. And they head to Boone, North Carolina next. Take on App State. Jay Walker joins us at 4.30. Here on the game, 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Got something to say to Miguez and Mesh? Hell yeah! It's easy. Just call the hotline by dialing 337-706-0111. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles wants to take you out to the ball game with our latest Astros weekend getaway. The Houston Astros take on the Texas Rangers on May 21st, and you can be there. Register in the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com to score four tickets, a ballpark tour, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. And as always, Astros weekend getaways are powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, Lay Meridian Houston downtown, and the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Crunch time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 in Lake Charles. Update of the Twitter poll question. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? We have a couple of comments on the poll. So far, 33% say chocolate, 8% say vanilla, 17% say cookie dough, and then we've got 41% of people commenting. Got two comments. One from John Paul Cajun Daddy, who says pistachio. What are you, Tom Brady? Strange. <laughs> okay. The other one is from our guy Darren Francis. Oh, Darren. Who says, I hate ice cream. <laughs> oh, Darren. What, what what Darren? Why do you hate ice what cream? Did, what did ice cream ever do to you, Darren? Why? 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 It, it's it's dairy frozen goodness. Why do you hate it, James? Do you hate ice cream? No. You see, you want to know what my favorite ice cream place was a couple years ago before they closed down? Oh, I was gonna say Bluebell. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sub Zero. Ooh, yeah. Sub-Zero. I don't know if it was just like the atmosphere and the way that they froze it right in front of you yeah, from you a liquid like, to a solid like that. Yeah, the fact that you felt like you were watching a mad scientist the go to work. ice cream was so good. And man, chocolate ice cream with M&Ms and cherries. It's a game changer. Game changer! You throw some, you throw some maraschino cherries in there. Maraschino, absolute game changer. Pistachio, that one still gets me. I don't think I've ever actually had pistachio ice cream. I don't like pistachios, so I highly doubt that I would like pistachio I li- ice cream. I like pistachios. I'm, f- I can eat those. I don't know. I don't know. There, there's a couple flavors of ice cream I want to eat. Pistachio. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of mint chocolate chip. And then you got some some oddballs out there like the uh I think there's one where it's like vanilla with peaches in it. Gross. Absolutely gross. Like who hurt you? First of all, vanilla ice cream so bland, so plain. What do you do you like peanuts? I like do like your, peanuts. You do like peanuts do. in your ice cream? I do. See, I don't like the crunch. Really? Uh like you know those ice cream cones that you that they would have in the little package and they ha- they have it like it's the cone, the ice cream, they put the chocolate frozen on top and then they also have the peanut. I don't I don't care for the peanut part. I'll eat it since it's there and it's kind of hard to avoid. Right. But, but it, that's but, not your first choice. No. If 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 we could if I could get that without the peanuts, I, I'd go ham on that. Right. Yeah, I'd... So, they have one 
and I want to say it was, um, there's like almonds in it. I don't remember what the flavor is, <laughs> but there there's like almonds in it, and that doesn't sound very good to me either. Because, like, it's it's. Why would you put almonds in ice cream? Right? Like, that just seems... That just seems odd to me. Anyways. One thing that I don't think we touched on enough in the first segment is Devin Booker and the importance... How influential that is. ...of him not being available for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, if you look... At their, um, because Jordy Jordy said it was pretty much like you. The way he looked at it was, it's a wash because Zion hasn't been there the whole time. But the thing is with that is the Pelicans have gotten used to Zion not being there. This is a this is a all of a sudden right. type thing, right? So it's not quite the same. I don't consider that a wash because you've gotten here without him in two games in this playoff series. Devin Booker is averaging twenty eight points a game. He has scored 56 points in, in six quarters. In six quarters. Yeah, he he missed what he got hurt three minutes into the third quarter. Yeah, like three or four, I think. Yeah, it was early. And so he's averaged 28 points in a game and a half. That is monumental numbers to just disappear from your team. And looking at at their roster, and looking at guys. So, for example, let's look at the guys that you know haven't made an impact so far in this series. Bismack Biombo. I remember Bismack. He's not getting you those points. Jay Crowder is. Aaron. The, Jay Crowder so far has been. Oh, dude, he's non-existent. He's pretty much non-existent. He's pretty much the Suns' version of Tony Snell for the Pelicans. In game one, he had one. 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 One, 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 and three. He had three fouls. Oh, that's what it was. Because I was going to say, he had like one point, one rebound. One assist. One assist. One, one block. block. I think one steal. No steals. No steals. Three fouls. In 28 minutes. In 28 minutes. Yeah. yeah. He was 0 for 4. His one point came from the free throw line. Yeah. And then in game two. I think he had five points. Let's see. I'll look it up. I just had the game one scoreboard up. Let's see. In game two, he had five points. Yeah. Six rebounds, one assist, two steals, two blocks, two turnovers, two fouls. Two for 11 shooting. In 27 minutes of work. I'll be honest. The six the six rebounds is not bad. Why that guy's playing, I don't understand. Six, six points isn't bad. I mean, six okay. six rebounds isn't bad. So let's for what, even, he, for let's what even his role look, is. Let's even look at game two. The guys that didn't see the court. Bismack Biombo. He's not getting you those points. No. Aaron Holiday. He's not getting you those points. And as much as I love this next guy, he's not going to get you the points either. Alfred Payton. No, no, he's he's, he's not. Been, he's never been a scorer. Alfred Payton, in terms of scoring, he's good for 13, 14 points a game. Alfred's also going to get you eight, nine rebounds, 10 or 11 assists. 
Elford's a facilitator. He's not a scorer. The only reason that he scored as much as he did at UL was because he had to. It was him and Sean Long. And, I mean, you had good role players around the two of them, but other than that, Elford Payton was the offense. So if he wasn't putting up 20, 21 points a game, I don't know if that 2014 team would have made the NCAA tournament. God, thinking about it, 2014 was a great year for UL Athletics. Now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, football won a New Orleans Bowl, went 9-4. and four. Basketball went to the dance. Baseball was the number one team in America and went to the Super Regionals. That is a crazy year for a mid-major school. I got off topic there, but I mean, I was just that's just kind of mind-blowing to uh to me. We'll keep an eye on that poll question. Also take your phone calls 337-706-0111. Let's go ahead and take a time out right here and when we return, the voice of the Cajuns, Jay Walker, will join us for his weekly segment name to be announced. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Had a rough day at work? Got lady problems? Not to worry, because you have two wingmen right here. You can be my wingman anytime. Now back to more crunch time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Matt Miguez, James Mesh. And now it's time to get some insight on the Louisiana Raging Cajuns who fell to LSU Tuesday night by the final score of 8-4, to four, looking to bounce back this weekend in Hotlanta as they take on the Georgia State Panthers for a three-game set. Our guest, as it is each and every Thursday afternoon, is the Jaybird, Mr. Jay Walker. Jay, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? I'm lovely. It's uh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend for baseball, weather-wise, uh, in Atlanta. And uh, Top Ham is looking forward to uh, seeing his first in-person Braves game uh, this uh, Saturday. We're going to do that. And so he's he really doesn't know how to act. You know, he's, he's kind of beside himself. Taking Top to the Braves. I love it. Who, who are they playing this weekend? Uh, Miami. Miami. Okay. Okay. So Jay, let, let's let's start with the Cajuns and let's dive into that game Tuesday night against LSU. Final score eight to four. The difference maker, obviously, being that five run fourth inning that LSU was able to to get on the Cajuns' defense. Where did you where did you see this game going? And you know, just kind of talk through your, your thoughts on the contest. Well, you know, the the thing about LSU and about a lot of teams is. They're good by themselves, so you don't need to help them. And as we have seen too many times this year, um, the Cajuns were generous. I mean, between uh, walks, hit-by-pitch, and errors, they got eight freebies. Well, you're not going to beat LSU with eight freebies. And that was the – I think that was the whole analysis going in, was that LSU's good enough to where – if you help them, they're going to beat you. 
uh, and that they had to go ahead and not help them. There was a critical error. Uh, there was a, a walk and a hit batsman that inning. And, um, you know, that was the story of the game. The bats stayed hot, though, in this game. Carson Rockford getting a home run, Connor Kemple getting a home run, Max Marshock delivering that that two-run single to, to kind of cut into the lead a little bit. But when, like you said, when defense and pitching really isn't backing up the hitting, hitting doesn't really do you a whole lot of good. Well, you know, they had one critical error. One error the whole game, it was a critical one um, because it made three of those runs – Unearned. It's not like the Cajuns played bad defense. They didn't. They had a critical error. Um, you know, LSU's got a good club. Uh, they, they swing the bat very well. I think the other thing that was disappointing, Matt, is they punched out 12 times. Now, this is a team, the Cajuns, that is the hardest team to strike out in the Sun Belt Conference. And they punched out 12 times. So now you're not only helping the team uh, helping LSU with your freebies, you're helping them by not putting the ball in play. And that, that was a bit of a surprise to me uh, because this team hadn't been striking out, but they punched out 12 times, and that didn't help matters either. Chatting with Jay Walker, the voice of the Cajuns. Jay, you know, Brandon Talley ended up appearing in this game Tuesday night. He was dealt the loss. Does that change up the weekend rotation at all, or do you think he threw few enough pitches to where he'll still be okay to go tomorrow night? And he probably threw 10 more pitches than he would have if he would have uh, been throwing a bullpen. So so I, I think he'd be okay. Now, looking at this Georgia State team, 24-13 and 13 on the year, they've got some big wins, and they're, they're sitting in the top 35 in RPI. What, what can you tell me about this team, and, and who should, you know, who should we get to know before tomorrow? LSU. I mean, uh, this, this team statistically – is very similar to LSU. They hit about 295 as a team. Now, not as not as good in conference play. They're about 273 in conference. Um, LSU had 57 home runs going into the uh, game against the Cajuns. Georgia State has hit 52. Uh, they've got three guys that combined have more home runs than the entire Cajun team. Um, so they're a very similar team to LSU statistically. Now, I'm not suggesting they're as good as LSU because I don't think they are. But, you know, they're a team that's just okay defensively. Their pitching staff is okay. I don't consider it to be really deep, maybe about six guys. Um, But they're a team that swings the bat, swings it very well, and hits with a lot of power. Yeah, I mean, looking at the the statistics, Griffin Chaney, 384 batting average, 12 home runs, 26 RBIs. Max Ryerson's at 347 with 13 homers and 35 RBIs. These guys seem like they can really rake the ball. But, Jay, one statistic that I'm seeing that I really want to talk about with you is the fact that they're 16-2 and two at home. You yeah, know, they're, they're, they're and they're some- undefeated at home undefeated at home in conference play. Um, it, and, you know, God bless them. I mean, you know, if you're, a, if you're a good team and you take care of your business at home, you put yourself in a position to be playing at the end of the season, and they've done that. Um you know, uh, you know they they play in a dump. Okay, let's yeah, you know I'm going to be you know real honest. They play in a dump in a bad section of Decatur, um, and they've made it work to their advantage. And I think part of that is you know you can get kind of freaked out, man. You you walk up to that ballpark, you walk in, you go, wait, we're playing here. 
I didn't know uh, I didn't know they were playing in the Erath's football stadium. Um, it, it's it. I really think teams can psych themselves out when they when they get to that ballpark, and the Cajuns have to make sure that doesn't happen. Jay, you know, getting getting the lineup right is something that that Dex has kind of played with throughout the year. Did you did you foresee Jonathan Brandon playing second base Tuesday night? What's the story with that? Well, you know, I think if you're going to play LSU, you better put your best offense on there. You know, there are going to be some folks who, well, you should, you should have played Rinconis. I'm sorry, Rinconis is back in a slump. His batting average is back under 200. Jonathan Brandon has swung the bat extremely well lately. So, no, I mean, I, I'd have had him in the lineup, too, because uh, I, I really think Matt wanted to put his best nine offensive guys out there. Now he had C.J. Willis in the lineup for two reasons. First of all, C.J.'s an LSU transfer, so that by itself meant he was going to start the game. Tony used to do that all the time, too. But also, you know, Willis had a three-run homer in the uh, in that fall scrimmage uh, at Alex Box Stadium. So, you know, he had exactly the nine guys that I expected him to have out there. And and you know what? If Brandon doesn't make the error, are you asking me this question? And the answer is no. You're not. I'm not. You're right. Um, so it no. I I thought it was a no-brainer to to have Brandon in the lineup, and the reason he was playing second was because they had Willis at first. Now, Brandon um, had played second, you know, a couple of three times over the last six or seven games. So, no, that didn't surprise me at all. Chatting with Jay Walker, the longtime voice of the Raging Cajuns, here on Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh. All right, Jay, you know, we're about a month away from, from the postseason, and that's when the conversations of the field of 64 really kind of start to heat up. Some national media correspondents have – the Cajuns getting an at-large. Some have them not even making the tournament. Where do you stand with this team as of right now? Well, they have work to do. Um, you know, if the season were to end today, uh, the Cajuns would not be in the field of 64. But the good news is you have plenty of opportunities. You know, you've got of the of the eight games you have left on the road, six of them our quad one, quad two opposition, which means if you go out there and you have some success there, your RPI is going to take a really good jump. And and I'm sorry, I said uh, I said eight games on the road. It's 11 games on the road. Six of them are against good RPI teams. The other five, if you win them, they're road wins, and so they count more. And then you've got, you know, seven games at home uh, against teams that you should have success against. Now, I haven't sat down and said, okay, of the, of the games that are left, of the 18 games that are left, the Cajuns have to win 12 or they have to win 14. I, I haven't gone there. Uh, and, you know, maybe in a week or two I'll be ready to do that. But they still have plenty of opportunities to put themselves in a position to secure an at-large bid. But I do think road wins against Georgia State, road wins against Texas State, really enhance your resume. So I think those games are pretty important. These three this weekend are very important. I think if you get two out of three, you've done very, very well. Um, And, you know, the other thing I think you need to do is you need to improve your standing in the league. Now, you've got five series left, and three of them are against teams that are toward the bottom of the league. So you've got to make sure you get wins when you're supposed to get wins and then, and then get a few here and there. Otherwise, 
because I think I think you need standings wise to finish in the top four to to put yourself in a position to gain an at large bid. All right, Jay Bird, you heading down to Atlanta this weekend to to cover the Cajuns and the Panthers. You already said that y'all are going to take top two of Braves game Saturday, but I know you. You're you're a foodie just like I am. What are what are some spots in Atlanta that you're hitting up? You know what? I, I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. I don't remember going to Atlanta and going to a bunch of eating places. Um, you know, the hotel that we've stayed at in the past, and I don't even know where we're staying this time, if it's the same hotel or not, uh, has a great sports bar. And I ate most of my meals there. And I've got, I've got some friends uh, in Atlanta uh, that I'm going to have meals with. So I got nothing, dude. I got nothing. Well, uh, that's fine. A, a good sports bar inside of a hotel, I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with that. You get some good food, drink a couple beers, and then you don't have to get in a car. You just go back up to the room. That, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, that, that, that's, not, that's not a bad setup. Jay Walker, the voice of the Raging Cajuns, has been our guest. Jay, appreciate you taking the time. Be have safe travels to Atlanta. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. All right, my brother. Thank you so much. There he goes, the Jay Bird, Jay Walker. We'll take a timeout right here. Now, before we go, before we take a timeout, it's time to laugh until it hurts. But let me tell you something. Pain's going to be for a great cause. Cajun Comic Relief returns this Saturday, April 23rd, to the campus of UL Lafayette at Angel Hall. The comedy event, with its proceeds benefiting the Cajun Navy Ground Force, is going to feature a stacked lineup of comedians and entertainers, including Sam Jobert, Steve Shaw, and the Raging Cajun John Morgan, KADN news anchor Jeff Horshack, and our very own big, bald, and beautiful one, Raymond the III, better known as RP3, will serve as co-MCs for the event. Tickets cost only $30 and can be purchased at eventbrite.com, B-R-I-T-E, eventbrite.com. Take time out, and when we come back, Cajun softball getting a big couple wins earlier this week. Got a big series against App State this weekend. We'll talk about that and more here on Crunch Time with me, guys, in Mesh, 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. From the Louisiana Raging Cajuns to the latest with the New Orleans Saints and Pelicans. Miguez and Mesh cover it all. I'm not worried. Uh, I think it's something that I can get under control. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Cycle Zydeco is a festival on wheels. Experience mouth-watering Cajun cuisine and live performances by some of the best bands in Louisiana. The ride will take place this week and weekend. Includes tours of many attractions and options for camping or even staying in hotels. Immerse yourself in Acadiana, the birthplace of Zydeco. Home to both Cajuns and Creoles alike and one of the most unique cultures in the U.S. If you are looking to volunteer or for more information, visit CycleZydeco.org. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles. Let's take a quick look at our Twitter poll question of the day. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? So far, 37% say vanilla. Five, No, sorry. 37% say chocolate. 5% say vanilla. 
16% say cookie dough, and I've got 42% saying other, but yet only two comments. Well, one of them was me. Well, I understand, but 42% of 19 votes. It's almost. That's like seven people. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're missing about four people. Where are where, where you at? Where you at? Come through. Come through. Uh, Martin, good old Martin, one of our, our many devoted commenters commenters and messengers to the show, says, chocolate peanut butter cookie dough. He even sent a picture of it. Oh. So I don't know <laughs> if anybody's had this one, but it was, a, it was a special edition one recently. And man, it is like somebody took chocolate ice cream, Put cookie dough pieces and then put Reese's miniatures in there. Oh my heaven. So good. Sugar coma. You're going to be leaned over your seat. But wow. I, I remember I damn near had a sugar coma whenever I tried to make my own birthday cake. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God! I'm gonna I'm show you a picture of it during the break, and actually, I'll post it on the social media, on both Twitter and Facebook. But it was, it was one of those ideas where one layer's a giant cookie, the next layer is a giant brownie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it and it and was like, it I think there was marshmallow. It was way too sweet. It was, no, yeah, it was way too sweet. I I could only I only could eat like two bites of it. I was like I I can't do it. Here's another thing I saw on, on Twitter today. So I I had seen the video already, but one of my buddies from uh, from Kentucky that I've I've become good friends with he tagged me in it and asked me what my thoughts were. Uh, but I saw the video on TikTok. I say yesterday, and it's this guy boiling shrimp. Okay, and he's got the big you know industrial the new boiler things where you can like dump. You can flip the whole bucket over to dump it into the ice chest or whatever when you're done. You know, have you seen what I'm talking about? I don't think so. The the big metal burner where it's got the handles on both sides, and when they're cooked, you can just spill it over into the ice chest. Anyways, and so he's he's filming like how he boils and prepares everything. He starts off with four gallons of orange juice. <laughs> okay, first for, off for his boil, right? Okay. First off, wrong. It's okay. Then he comes with six bottles of lemon juice. <laughs> okay. Lemon juice, you're fine on. That, that's that's fine. fine. I can understand a little bit of orange, but not four. And then he throws in all kinds of vegetables, bell peppers, onions, mm -hmm. whatever. Okay, you know, fine. Celery. Celery, all of it. And then, you know, the little great value bot bottles of spices? Uh-huh. Four of them. Okay. Cayenne pepper. <laughs> Dumps it all in there. <laughs> oh, man. Then he has a jar of extra spicy crab boil. Okay. Oh, okay. Throws it all in there. This the man, whole jar. This man likes it. And then they've got these little Louisiana seasoning, different flavor packets. Gets like three of those. Throws those in there. Like, okay. First of all, orange juice. You started off on the wrong foot, although I'm intrigued because I feel like the sweetness of orange juice. With all the spices that he put in, he needs to counteract some of it. The, the, the sweetness of orange juice 
I I, I kind of want to try it with my crawfish. I, I, that sounds intriguing. But man, all that. Are you trying to lose a tongue? Your tongue's going to melt off. The four bottles of cayenne pepper were enough, and then you threw in extra spicy crab boil. Crab boil is already spicy enough. And and maybe I'm just the, the kid that grew up in South Louisiana that hates spicy food. Yeah, you told me Asian Zing gave hey, you bro. Hey, bro. 48 hours of hell. It did. It, it absolutely did. It doesn't help that I have acid reflux. No, it does not. No, but oh, dude, I, I can't do I can't do spicy. There's a there's a level and a limit to that. Hour number one, crunch time with me guys and mesh is in the books on this Thursday. Hour number two, phone lines, hotline. By the way, wide open seven zero six zero one one one. We're gonna have some fun in hour number two here on the game one zero three seven Lafayette one zero four one Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Hour number two on this Friday Eve. Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. 502 means that you're going home. It's good for you. Tomorrow's Friday, which means that the weekend is near, which means that you can breathe for a couple of days. Once again, good for you. Matt Miguez, once again, James Mesh in his in his hot box, pressing all the buttons, driving this show. James, during the timeout, we had a we had a caller call in about Bryson DeChambeau's daily meal plan. Yes. He, yes, he did. that, And I and, looked it up, and it's it's quite impressive. So I, I already knew a little bit about the DeChambeau diet because I'm a golf guy. I follow golf, and you know they, they talk about it regularly when they're talking about Bryson DeChambeau. But in case you don't know what his his daily meals consist of. Here it is. For breakfast, he eats four eggs, five strips of bacon, toast, and two to three organ organic nutrition protein shakes. That might be just a little much. I might I might have to like slow down on an egg. So that's breakfast. Yeah. While he's out on the golf course, he eats Go macro bars, which I've never heard of. In parentheses, several. Yeah, there's there's no specific amount. And then however many you can eat. The peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I've, I've I've heard about this at the turn. So when he finishes hole nine and goes to hole ten, he eats a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then he drinks another protein shake every every six, six holes. So going from six to seven, he's not correct. He's not he's knocking out a protein shake. Post round. Snacks and a protein shake. Probably more go macro bars. And then dinner, steak, potatoes, two protein shakes. So if you're wondering what helped Bryson DeChambeau drive a golf ball 400 yards, 
It's the amount of protein that he's putting into his body. What's the size? What's the size of the steak? How many? How many ounces? It doesn't say. I know. I wish it told us. It doesn't say. Um, let so me we'll, let me call him real quick. So one of those protein shakes is eleven fluid ounces. It comes in four flavors: C- creamy chocolate fudge, mm. sweet vanilla bean, iced cafe mocha, and strawberries and cream. Oh, strawberries and cream. You can order 12 at a time, and you could subscribe to have them delivered every 30 days, every 45 days, or every 60 days for $22.49 for 12 of them. You want, I wonder if Bryson has Well, he knocks has out like a whole a, thing in a day. I wonder if he has... He has to have like some sort he, of deal with He's got to have a sponsorship. That's what I'm saying. That they just you know stock him up because, wow. Like, same thing with the Go Macros. Right. Let's see. What is a Go Macro bar? I'm looking at it. It, it. I've never seen this packaging before. We're getting way off topic here. We are. But it's okay. We're yeah, still no, talking about somebody in sports. I've never seen those either. It's definitely interesting. Although though. blueberry and cashew butter sounds kind of good. Hmm. That sounds kind of good. What about double chocolate and peanut butter chips? Or peanut butter chocolate chip? How about the oatmeal chocolate chip? Well, okay, you ruined that for me. There's no peanut butter in there. Yeah, I know. I am a... I, he, he said that's why I said it. That's why I said it. You really don't like peanut butter. I don't, I don't really care for peanut butter and chocolate together. So, like, peanut butter by itself? Fine. Like, if I handed you two pieces of bread with peanut butter in the middle, smushed together. Sure. Could I get some jelly with that? No. Oh, well, that's fine. Peanut butter sandwiches only. Peanut butter and chocolate? Uh, I had a peanut butter sandwich for breakfast yesterday, and it was delightful. Sometimes, if, if I'm feeling a little extra, uh, I'll put up some, some circles of bananas in there. Peanut butter and banana sandwich. So about the NBA playoffs. Yeah, about the NBA playoffs. Yeah. You, you start talking about food, I, I, I run a mile a minute. Uh, the Suns have finally... Listed, Brandon Ingram, not Brandon Ingram, <laughs> Devin Booker. Brandon, Devin Booker, thank you, God, as out. Yes. They have finally listed him as out. Uh, so he will for sure miss tomorrow night's game, which I'm kind of sad by because I was looking forward to watching Devin Booker play in person. I was. So that's a little disheartening. But if it means that the Pelicans are going to win, I'm cool with it. We'll take the sacrifice. We'll take the sacrifice. We will. Uh, Tip-off is at 8.30 p.m. So here's the thing with this, James. Mm -hmm. Here's the issue that I'm going to have with this. Tip-off is at 8.30. Mm -hmm. It is on ESPN. Yes. ESPN TV breaks are ridiculous. Okay? Yeah. You're going to be there for a while, bud. That game's going to go four hours. Three and a half. Three three and a half. Well, most NBA games are two and a half. It's going to go more 320. Okay, so midnight. Yeah. You're you're going to be there till midnight and you're not going to post the stuff till like after midnight, I bet. Well, then I got to go to the press conference. Yeah. Well, and actually, then, and I don't you know. still got to do your No, because the press conferences are done via Zoom. So maybe I'll just stay in the press box for the which isn't bad because if that's the case, I can knock out my video recap while they're be- talking. Right. And then it's like if if you're like, "Oh, I have a question." Right. 
Put your hand up on Zoom. Yeah. Do the raised hand, raised yeah. hand feature. Raised hand. Right, right. I have a question. Right. L- little old me, new guy, has a question. Um, Who's this? Matt Miguez. Miguez. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'd swear if I asked a question, I would get something off the wall like that. And then Saturday, I get to go to the LSU spring game. Like, so that'll be like, fun. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> get a load of this guy. <laughs> Look at this rookie. Oh, my God. Anyways, Cajun softball has played three games this week already. It's Thursday, and they've already played three games. How crazy ridiculous. How crazy is that? I mean, I, I, I get it, okay? As a coach, Glasgow just wanted to keep his girls occupied during spring break. I get it. I mean, that is fair. I get it. He wanted to keep them out of trouble, and the only way that he knew 100% that he could keep them out of trouble is have them on the road playing softball all week. I get it. Their only day off was today. And and that and they, they probably tra- practiced. They traveled. Yeah. They traveled. Because um, they're going to be in Boone. Correct. Which, by the way, that brings up another interesting conversation. Boone and travel. It's a nightmare to get to Boone. Because they went from... they. I'm curious. They is, went from St. Louis. They went... Well, before St. Louis. Well, after St. Louis. They went to... Bloomington. No, they went to Illinois. Champ- Champaign, Illinois. Then they went to Bloomington, Indiana. That's what I'm saying. And now they're going to Boone. But here's the truth. Because I, I want to look at the travel, to, the how long it would take from Bloomington to Boone. I think they're... I think they flew. Oh, they flew? I don't really know, but I think they flew. But even if they did fly, here's the interesting thing. Via vehicle, it's... Almost eleven hours. Eleven hours. Uh, no. They don't have a plane. I don't well, because right because that's there's no airport in Boone. There's no airport remotely close to Boone. Boone is on the side of a mountain in North Carolina. It really is. That's why they're the. So here's here's what happens. This is what UL football has to do when they play app. They fly into Johnson City, Tennessee, which is about two and a half hours from Boone, and then bus the two and a half hours to Boone. So that's probably what it is. Bloomington to... They're probably going to fly to Tennessee if they flew and then bus the two or so hours. Otherwise, they're they're busing that, <laughs> that right. 11 hours. Right. Um, it sounds it, awful. It is a nightmare to try to get to Boone, North Carolina. It, it is a pain in the you-know-what. But anyways, Cajun Softball started this road trip Monday playing St. Louis... Nine nothing in five in nineteen to nothing in five innings. They scored two in the first, two in the second, seven in the fourth, eight in the fifth. And I mean, what 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 else can you say? It was just a dominating performance by this team. And then they go to Illinois, a top twenty five program, and beat them four to two. Uh, that game went into extra innings. Cajun scoring two in the top of the eighth to win that one in Urbana, Illinois. And then last night at Indiana. Three in the first, one in the second, two in the third and fourth, and then three in the sixth to win it eleven to two and end it early. Cajun softball sitting at thirty two and ten on the year, and they, James, you might be able to help me out on this, but I think they're starting to put it all together. They're killing it. I think they're starting <laughs> to put it all together. Oh man, they are they are clicking at the right time because softball ends earlier than baseball. Yeah, conference tournaments in two Conf- weeks. The, the conference tournament is May tenth. So two and a half weeks. Two and, two and a half. Yeah, I mean 
And they are, in between that, they have 10 games. They are clicking at the right time. And to see what this team is going to do in the postseason is going to be insanely, insanely impressive. Uh, super excited for that. A big sporting event going on locally, other than the Pelicans, of course, is the Zurich Classic down in New Orleans. It's a PGA Tour event that comes to New Orleans every year. And the first round was today. And if you follow the PGA Tour on social media, you'll see some of the the crazy shots that were were put up. I mean, Colin Morikawa eagling a hole. There was a couple of guys that got holes in one. But the interesting format about the Zurich Classic is the fact that it is a team event. It is a it is a two player grouping, if you will. Uh, currently leading those leading the pack is Taylor Moore and Matthew Naismith at twelve under. Some notable names on the board at fifth place is the team of Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shifley. You have Sam Burns and Billy Horschel tied for sixth at nine under. Shane Lowry and Ian Poulter at eight under. Will Zalatoris, Davis Riley at eight under. Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steeler at eight under. Cameron Smith, Mark Leishman, the team that won the Zurich Classic last year, they are at seven under, tied for 23rd. Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, they're at seven under as well. Very fun tournament. Uh, Raymond Parsh III, a.k.a. RP3, he is down there today for the first round. He will have coverage on our social media channels as well as our website, 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com, and then he will be back in New Orleans Sunday for the final round. Let's take a timeout. When we return, your phone calls on the hotline, 706-0111. We'll talk some LSU baseball. Because they've got a game tonight, usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday, not this weekend. They're hosting three against Missouri at the Alex Box Stadium. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. It is Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 21st, 2001. The New Orleans Saints select Old Miss running back Deuce McAllister with their first round draft pick. McAllister spent his entire nine-year career with the Saints and became a fan favorite. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You can experience Festival International like never before by winning the game's Festival International prize pack. We have fun here, James. Sign up for the Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and you will get the chance to score a pair of ball tall passes. You'll get exclusive access to front row and stage areas, shaded seating, air-conditioned restrooms, express drink lines, shirts, pins, and a poster. Experience festival like never before by winning the Festival International Prize Pack from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. If you want more information on those ball tall passes that we're giving away and Festival International as a whole, Carly Viatar. The marketing director of Festival International will join us tomorrow at 5.30 to give you a preview of Festival as it is only a week away. I'm so ready 
for that crawfish spinach bread bowl. James, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I saw it on people's stories oh when they went. Like, man, that is a I regret yearly, not going. That is a yearly tradition for me. That thing is twelve dollars, and I never care once. Never cared one time because it, it it's delicioso. Oh my god! And talk about you'll be full for. Ever because what you do is you eat the inside of it, right? And then, oh, well, this is what I do at least. You eat the inside, and then the inside of the bread gets soggy, and then you just like eat the soggy bread afterwards that still has the crawfish flavoring on it. And oh my god, it's so good! It's such a great time. Um, we got to stop talking about food. You, we're making me hungry, and I've only got we stopped forty minutes until we go home. So let's uh. Let's let's not do that. James, LSU baseball has a three-game series this weekend against the Missouri Tigers. It's going to be the Battle of the Tigers at Alex Box. But after what you saw out of the C- the Tigers on Tuesday against the Cajuns, you know, and James, that had to be a pick-me-up game. Oh, it had to be. And, you know, Jay Johnson has compared Missouri to UL multiple times. So, you know, what do you think their mentality is right now going into this contest with Missouri? I think they got to turn it up. They definitely got to turn it up. After getting swept, that's the, fir- that's the first time Jay Johnson's been swept. Mm-hmm. So, and usually whenever they lose a series, I mean, they bounce back and win the next series or sweep. So, I expect this one to be, if if not a sweep, a confident two out of three against Missouri. Well, you know, I'm looking at the batting statistics for Missouri. <clears throat> they have five guys hitting over 300. Their top hitter is hitting 351 with 10 doubles and 30 RBIs. And if if you know the the Bayou Bengals, you'll know that they will give up about an an error in inning. Something <laughs> what like, what it feels like. Something like that. Definitely feels just, that way. Just hit just hit it down the middle and you'll you'll find a way. It it definitely feels that way. Um again looking at looking at some more statistics. For them, 346, 331, 324, 308. I like how you can't click on that's their the Missouri to go to their website to look at the stats. Well, that's why you just have to go type in Missouri I know, baseball James. I know, but you should be able to you click should. on click on the other team to go to their website off of yours. So looking at Missouri vice versa. Looking at Missouri's schedule, they opened the season taking three out of four over Nichols in Thibodeau and then beating Southern. They they started the season on a on a Louisiana road trip. They played four in Thibodeau, one in Baton Rouge, and then three in Monroe. And in that stretch, they lost one game. And then they played Tarleton State, which was a sweep. They lost to Gonzaga. They've got wins over Arizona State. They got swept by Vandy. They took one out of three against Arkansas. 
going a little further down. Two out of three against South Carolina. They got swept by Tennessee, but who's really surprised by that? Tennessee's phenomenal. Uh, they took two out of three over Kentucky, and now they've got LSU. Next weekend, they host Mississippi State, and then they go to Ole Miss, and then they host Florida. Wow, that's a brutal way to end the schedule. That's a brutal way to end your season. But again, you know, I'm interested to see what this matchup is going to look like for LSU because if they're very similar to UL, Missouri's going to be able to hit the ball very well. They're going to be able to craft runs very well. And they're going to struggle a little bit with pitching, which that aspect plays into the Tigers' favor because LSU can rake. And, like, it's not even close how well LSU can rake. I mean, Jacob Berry hitting 354, Cade Doty 345, Dylan Cruz 338, Trey Morgan's up to 311. And then, you know, a couple weeks ago we talked about how hot Braden Joe Bear was. He's fallen down a little bit to 278. Hell, 278's not a bad average. That is not a bad average. In 115 at-bats, you've hit the ball 32 times. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, and then, you know, you look further down the list, you've got Josh Stevenson, who started a couple games lately. He's at 292. Uh, Hayden Travinsky's at 256. Tyler McManus coming back from injury. He's at 224. So, I mean, you've got guys... That, that can really hit for you. I mean, Cade Beloso is out for the rest of the year with his only having one at bat in the first game of the season. This team, L- LSU, if they can find a way to limit their errors and get their pitching going, they could be a, a total force to be reckoned with. In the SEC and into the postseason. I mean, some people are talking about them hosting a regional, being one of the 16 national seats. I don't know if I buy that, but I mean, take it, take it for what you will. Going back to the poll question, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream, chocolate, vanilla, cookie dough, other? Miss Julie Jones comments, strawberry. Eh, it's okay. Broncos. It's okay. She's a big Broncos fan. She's a Broncos fan? Yeah. Man, that, that, that meme you sent me was funny. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's the it's the classic meme of the pistol up to the sun, and there's a Pelicans logo over the gun. I think Pelicans are going to kill the Suns. Uh-huh. You cursed it. Now they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Did the Pelicans beat the Suns? Nope. There it is. <laughs> That's funny. 706-0111 is the game hotline here in Acadiana. You can watch the simulcast Stadium 32.3 and Channel 133 on LUS Fiber. James, when are you going to stop wearing the Boston Celtics J. Tatum jersey? Uh, I'm, a th- I'm not going to wear it tomorrow since I know there won't be a game, right? Do you have another one? 
This is my only Celtics jersey. That's your only Celtics jersey. Yes. I have a Zion Williamson jersey. So maybe you should wear that tomorrow. I'll come in Monday if they since if they're at least two two since it's since it's Pelly's game day. But it also depends on what the what or, happened with or the like, Celtics over the weekend or like journalists in New Orleans have labeled it peanut butter Pelly time. <laughs> oh yeah, that is so two thousand eight, and it still works. <laughs> it uh, still works, and you can't tell me. Okay, so the so Pel so. Boston plays on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Let's take a quick peek at the MLB scoreboard. Currently in the bottom of the ninth, Athletics lead the Orioles 6-4. Top of the eighth, Diamondbacks over the Nats 4-2. A couple games that have gone final. The Tigers defeat the Yankees 3-0. The Mets defeat the Giants 6-2. The Blue Jays take care of the Red Sox 3-2. Twins win over the Royals one to nothing. And then the Guardians beating the White Sox. Poor Jim Gazzolo. The the great Gazzolo is 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 probably cursing Tim Anderson's name right now because his White Sox committed an error today. He was he was sitting here complaining yesterday about all the errors the White Sox have been committing lately, and they committed another one. So Good on them for doing that to our, our great friend, Jim Gazzolo. We'll take a time out. When we come back, we'll talk some Saints news. And James Mesh will present you the latest Mesh's mock draft. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. They could debate who should win the MVP, but they'd rather argue who has the best hair in sports talk radio. We just wash the hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time, and you, and you hit it. It hits my hair. Now back to more of the stylish crunch time with Miguez and Mash here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Hangout Music Fest. Is returning this summer to Gulf Shores and the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club. How do you do that? 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring Post Malone, Halsey, and Megan the Stallion, just to name a few. That's Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to 22nd in Gulf Shores. Win VIP passes from the game. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Matt Miguez, James Mesh, 35 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Friday Eve. We're a week away from the NFL draft, and that means one thing and one thing only. It is another edition of Mesh's mock draft. James Mesh... Get in the driver's seat, turn the ignition on, and hop to it. Where do you want to start? Where, wherever you want to start. It's your mock draft. Well, I mean, I did have a shakeup at uh, one and two. So I actually did have Aiden Hutchinson going number one originally, but the fact that there's still talks that they think the Jags will take Trayvon Walker I, I, I hate to drink the Kool-Aid, but I'm doing it right here. 
I heard somebody say that they might take an offensive tackle to protect Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that and and they're believing it could be Evan Neal. But I don't know. It, like for me, I, the way also I don't look at it just from what do they do for history? What's their current situation look like on their roster? I also I also like to look at it in my head like can I see this guy's name on this jersey and can I see like this guy being number one overall like Aiden Hutchinson sounds like a a guy that would be number one Trayvon Walker doesn't necessarily sound like the name like it it almost kind of sounds like Anthony Bennett where it's like that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like a name that would be a number one overall selection me and me you know and R- what I mean me and RP3 talked about Anthony Bennett the other day because we were talking about all the ways that David Griffin has messed up in his career uh, and, and one one of them was he, he, Ray's exact words were and, and that Canadian kid that got drafted number one overall and two years later he was gone <laughs> said yeah Anthony Bennett yeah <laughs> yeah it, it could turn out that way and, and that's that's the and, reason. and it's the same thing with Evan Neal it's like Evan Neal doesn't necessarily sound like a name that would be like yeah that was that was the first overall pick in this year's draft Aiden right. Hutchinson sounds like it right he's also got the measurables. He's also got the stats to back it up. So it would make a lot of sense for Jacksonville to take him. But I am drinking the Kool-Aid as of right now, and I will say, all right, fine. Trayvon Walker, number one. So then Aiden Hutchinson would fall to number two right to Detroit. So I see you've got three quarterbacks going on in the first round. I do, and I actually almost considered a fourth, but I was like, mm, let me not. You got Kenny Pickett going to Carolina. Yes. You got Malik Willis going to Atlanta. Yeah, I didn't make a change there. And then you have Desmond Ritter. Going to Pittsburgh. Correct. I will tell you this. I do like your Saints picks. You do? I do like I'm your sure Saints you picks. I'm sure you do. Jordan, I mean, Devontae Wyatt and Chris Lave sounds solid. Although, Kevin Foote was talking about Jordan Davis having a... No, you, he was talking about De- Devontae, I mean, Devontae Wyatt. Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt having a... Having bad character a, shots. Yeah, a character problem. He has character shots. Yeah, he has bad character shots. Which that word... I love I love, love Shaws. Uh, Kevin Foote uses it in every sentence. Yep, every sentence. Shaws call cat, and this man hates blank. Or this man loves blank. Right. Uh, and I swear I hear it once a day, and I don't see Kevin every day. <laughs> like it, it's crazy how how often he he uses he runs his, through your mind his little phrases. Kevin Foote does run through my mind. He runs through all of our minds. He does. He is the sportsman of Acadiana. Now you have Garrett Wilson going fifteen, which I found that interesting. I did. I did find that interesting as well. Uh, why'd you have Jameson Williams going so early? I've been hearing that he's making good progress and that like he could actually come back sooner. Even though he did get injured in the title game, I mean he could still, if he's making good recovery, why not take him? Yeah. They and and the thing is with the Commanders. They 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 would like another receiver, and I thought maybe Garrett Wilson, and then you would have the triple threat of Ohio State Buckeyes at wide receiver and Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and Garrett Wilson for Carson Wentz to throw to before he inevitably breaks right again. But this is going to happen. But I thought, well, Jamison's getting a lot of talks, so I thought, well, Commanders do like to draft. Alabama players as well. So, 
who, do, thought, who doesn't like to draft Alabama players? I mean, yeah, but specifically looking at the right. commanders, I, I I see oh, Deron Payne. Uh, it like they love to hit on the D, the front seven. I've noticed with the commanders, they love to hit on tackle and guard, but mainly defensive line and linebacker. They they love to hit on that, and they'll get a wide receiver once in a while. So I was like. If it's not going to be a wide receiver like Jamison Williams or Garrett Wilson, right? I now, expect expect a linebacker like like maybe even Devin Lloyd jump just like out of nowhere and they get another linebacker or they get another edge rusher. Which, by the way, you might want to go edit this. Did I have you a wrote, spelling error? You wrote David Lloyd. Oh, did I? You did. So this is what happens when you write at three in the morning, right? Um, now you have Trevor Penning. Falling to twenty four. I did. Why? What's what's the story behind that? Honestly, it's 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 honestly what happens. A lot. Somebody's gonna fall. Yep. Somebody's got to fall. If you even look at it, I had Ekwonwu falling, and he's and he's supposedly some people have him going top five, and I had him falling all the way to seventeen to Los Angeles. Yeah. See, it, I, and 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 I had Kyle Hamilton falling, and I originally had him at three, and he's he's all the way at ten. That's why pe- that's why the draft is just such an interesting. It's like I don't have a specific reason of him, like being like, oh, he sucks. Well, no, it's look at the wide receivers. I didn't have wide receivers start getting taken until eleven, when pe- when some people are thinking Atlanta is gonna take a wide receiver like Garrett Wilson. Why would Atlanta take a receiver when they don't have a quarterback? That's what I'm saying. You have Marcus Mariota. The thing is, they also have Felipe Franks and Josh Rosen. So it's just they have two other young QBs that, but it's like it doesn't matter. Like Felipe Franks went undrafted. Just right. He, just put him on the practice squad. If he's you really not. Need to. He's not your guy. No. So you might as well go get him. Could you use a wide receiver? Yeah, but I mean, that's that's where it's another interesting thing is. You'll get Calvin Ridley next year, but if you really wanted a receiver that bad, you could you could get Jamison Williams because then it'll be another Alabama wide receiver that they take because Julio was there for the longest time. Now they have Calvin Ridley, but he's suspended this year. So I'm going to put you on the spot right here. Okay. What's your favorite player in this first round? I... I really like Kyle Hamilton. I don't care the fact that people are like, "Oh, he ran he ran bad forty times." I don't care. Look at his look at his film. He's covering. He's going from the left side of the field all the way to the right sideline and making interceptions. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got range. He's, I don't care if he supposedly runs a four five nine because he was swerving as he was running the forty. I don't care. The fact that people are like, oh, he sucks. He doesn't deserve, like, he needs to go in, like, the second round or needs to be late first. It's like, no. The fact that he is going outside the top five is insane to me. But I I really like Kyle Hamilton, and I'm intrigued to where he goes. Checking in on the Twitter poll question, 33% say chocolate, 11% say vanilla, 18% say cookie dough. Got thirty seven percent saying other. I got a comment from Ton. Oh, Ton's does he have the punishment or is it an actual ice cream flavor? It's all it's an ice cream flavor. Oh. He's all about mint chocolate chip. Yeah, he is. Also, how you feeling about Pell's not getting to three and one in the series, Matt? 
How I think, are you feeling? I think they will get to three and one. Yeah. I think they will get to three and one. I mean, unless they just absolutely play like crap in one of these two games. I just think that the young talent that the Pelicans have is going to be too much if Jay Crowder doesn't show up. Because Chris Paul, as good as he is, he is known for blowing situations in the playoffs. He is known for choking in the playoffs. DeAndre Ayton, I think, is still a little too young. I don't know that he has quite the experience he needs to be able to be a number two guy for this team. Jay Crowder has been irrelevant. I I don't know that the, the Suns have enough pieces to hang with CJ, B.I., Valanchunas, Hayes, Herb, Trey Murphy, on and on down the line. Just name the whole roster. Like, I... I think the I think the Pelicans are clicking right now at the right time. They are. And they show a lot of togetherness. They and they're young but also experienced. And I just I, I don't see anybody I don't see anybody beating them. Not even the Warriors? Maybe. Maybe. Not, not even. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying that the Pelicans <laughs> are going to raise the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Oh, they're. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that. Celtics, no chance. I'm just. If this team gets out of the first round, I think that there could be enough momentum there. It, it feels like it could to be carry them even further. It feels like it's another situation like with the Bengals, where yeah. it's like you could easily see them getting knocked out the first round, but if you give them any sort of confidence, if they start and that, winning, the fact that they could. Pretty much knock out anyone at this point. If they start winning and they start getting confident. Watch out. It's, it's going to be interesting. Shaquille O'Neal was asked what it would take for him to coach the Lakers next season. Shaq says he wants a four-year, $25 million contract to coach the Lakers. Could you see Shaq as a coach? Because I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> could could you see? And, and I, I I can't say nothing. I'm a big guy too. But could you see just seven one seven one big man Shaquille O'Neal doing his little Shaq strut up and down the sidelines? I don't know. I don't see it. Also, also, coaching takes a elite level of leadership. Does Shaq possess that? Ooh, call him out. Does he? I don't think he does. Why do you think Kobe and Shaq fell apart? Because Kobe called Shaq a child, and they couldn't work together. And the Lakers valued Kobe more than they valued Shaq. I don't know. That's interesting. Definitely a, a, a headline that I didn't think that I would read on, on this Thursday afternoon. Take a time out when we return one final segment on this Friday Eve, and we'll get you on your way to your Friday here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. James, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing interesting things on social media as, you know, during, during commercial breaks. And, and one of them is this. It is a mock draft trade, according to Maurice Jones-Drew. Saints and the Jets. The we, Saints would, would get 10. The Saints would give up 16 and 19 mm-hmm. and would get 10. Okay. The, this is this is where, <laughs> this, is where uh, this is this is where my problem lies. Okay. That's where it ends. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to stop talking about it right there because the commissioner if, if this trade goes down the commissioner would read this. For the 10th pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the New Orleans Saints select Matt Corral. Quarterback, Ole Miss. What? Why? Who has Matt Corral going in the first round? I would love and to the, know. And and the top ten at that. I would love to know. The Saints could easily get him with 49 if they wanted him. Easily. He's going to be there at 49. He could be. More likely than not. There's a, there is a solid chance. You don't need to draft him at 10. Even if you're super high on him, you don't need to draft him at 10. That is ridiculous. If you're trading up to 10, it better be you know Kyle Hamilton or you know Garrett Wilson or Drake London or somebody like that. Please don't draft a quarterback in the top 10. For 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 my sake and and the health of Kevin Foot and the sanity of us all, I was gonna say, please please no. Kevin feels like he's a chicken with his head cut off. Kevin's right not gonna make it to Thursday. He's not. God, I mean, this morning we we were having a meeting and he's yelling his head off. That last segment was God, intense. Like, and I hear, and we have seven more days of this. I. It's okay, Kevin. Kevin's not gonna make Kevin. it, dude. <laughs> Kevin, please. Kevin, Kevin's not gonna make it. Oh my goodness! One last check of the poll question of the day: What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Is it chocolate? Is it vanilla? Is it cookie dough? Or is it other? So far, thirty-four percent have said chocolate. Ten percent have said vanilla. Twenty-one percent have said cookie dough, and then thirty-four percent have said other can never go wrong with chocolate. I did find one recently that I enjoy. It is vanilla with cherries in it. Cherry vanilla. That one's pretty good. That's not bad. Um, I'm a sweets person, though. Like candy, ice cream, cake, cookies, brownies, anything that makes you fat. Matt wants it. It's just, I'm not much of a chip guy. Uh, I mean, they're 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 good. Don't get me wrong, but not like some people eat chips for fun. That, that's just not me. Uh, I'm not that guy. That's gonna do it for today's edition of Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. I want to take this opportunity to thank our guest Jay Walker for joining us today. 
before he boarded his plane to Atlanta for this weekend series between Georgia State and the Cajuns. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. We'll recap game one of LSU and Missouri. We'll get you set for game three of the Pelicans, which I will be at, and so much more on a Friday fun show of Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. For the producer extraordinaire, James Mesh, I am Matt Miguez saying be safe, be well, give a hug to your mom and them, and we will see you tomorrow here on The Game, 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, LSU baseball coming up in about 30 minutes. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Mm-hmm.